Let's do it. <laughs> but wait, no. Welcome to the podcast that may literally change your, your life. life. I knew, I knew what you were going to say. This isn't some Jocko Garbage or Tony Robbins or another one of those shows where someone's going to tell you about how to be a Marine. And get in your face. And scream obscenities at you. I was going to say drop F-bombs right and left. No, this is one where you're going to sit back, relax, Ooh. and experience life, love, and goodness. That is, you have no idea the perfectedness of your statement. I know that word doesn't exist, but you just nailed it, Chris. Awesome. Thank you for yeah. that, Phil. Uh, my name is Chris Cochran. I'm your host of the greatest show you've ne- song you've never heard podcast we're gonna, show. Yeah, but we're going to do a show, the greatest show you never heard down the road. And I am joined uh, every week by my co-host and good friend, Mr. Philip Anderson. With one L, at the hip. At the hip. Uh, I met joy. a guy one time, by the way. True story. Uh, he had a patch on one eye. True story. I said, What's uh, the name of his, of his I said, What's leg? your name? He said, Tim. You'll never forget because you spell it with one eye. <laughs> Dead serious. That actually happened to me. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we. Oh, uh, it took us a minute to get off track, by the way. That's amazing. <laughs> that is true. Less than a minute. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we do the show uh, occasionally on a semi regular basis, and uh, we talk about songs that are those songs. And every time I explain this to someone, they go, Oh, totally. There, there's songs that each one of us know that we love, that we think are amazing songs. And we go, how come this isn't one of those songs that was in the top 10? How come everybody doesn't know this song? It's one of the greatest songs no one's ever heard but yeah. me. Uh, we bring those songs each week to each other and we share them. And uh, then we comment on them. And the catch is neither one of us know what song it is or anything about it until we hear it for the first time. Based off what model, what podcast model did I, you pull this from? Yes, you do. I don't know. Yeah, it's the one with uh, with Sadakis and uh, the three the three people that kind of bring on a guest, but the other ones don't know. Oh, oh yeah, based yeah. on um, um, oh dang it, Smartless. Smartless. Yes. Yeah. Give them a shout out. They don't know the the uh, yeah. They'll, maybe they'll give us a shout out now. We'll we'll have to tag them. <laughs> the, the my favorite episode on Smartless is the one with Martin Short. Oh, the Martin Short one's good. Oh, I still gosh. think my favorite one of all of those is um, either Brad Paisley, believe it or not, who I can't stand wow. his music, or um, George Clooney. Mm. George Clooney tells so many funny stories oh, that man. are just so the opposite of what you think George Clooney is. Uh, he, as a side note and a shout out to the show, George Clooney literally took a dump in a cat box. After a three-month prank he was pulling on his roommate. Oh, that's... Oh, my God. Yes. <coughs> Sorry. That's really funny. Yes. I love that. <laughs> yes. That's how funny George Clooney is. Well, as a semi-non-shout-out to the to the show, I do like it a lot, that uh, that podcast. The Tina Fey one fell short for me. Mm. It just kind of... You know, just kind of left... Everybody has an off day, Phil. Yes. And I have um, them all together in the form of 60 years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a world's record. You look it up. The, the world's record of off days? Yes. <laughs> 60 times 365. Uh, Why well, you do the math? Yeah. Tell okay. us about uh, the song we're going to be hearing today, Phil. Well, you got really down in your FM voice. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, this is uh, how I was trained. <clears throat> well, and it's good. Sit back and relax to the soothing sounds of this next song, which will get you thinking. I probably could have been a hero, a star in radio. Uh, the problem was I got into radio 
at the end of the big voice movement. Sure. Uh, so I was more of a like uh, uh, a personality. Uh, and the other part too was the only nickname I would have ever been called is Coach Cock. <laughs> so that didn't fly in Christian radio. And, and no, <laughs> no. And what was your nickname in high school again? Uh, I don't remember. Do you? It was something big, something, and that just didn't make didn't make any sense. Yes. Anyway, like we are so far off track, and um, flirting with having to put a censor uh, thing on this. It's true. Uh, no swearing. None. No f bombs. None. As of yet, and in the lyrics, you're not going to hear any either. <clears throat> Tell us a little bit today about our song that you brought us filled and I don't know anything about yet. I haven't even I'm, looked at the lyrics sheet yet. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, it's right there in front of you and you are not, you're like you have your hand yep. next to your face. So this is, you know, I'm finding that I just like to listen to the song before setting it up. All right. But I will say this is a, a band that many of my generation know. Hmm. Okay. Huge theatrical band. Like stage full of musicians and theatrics. <laughs> and this is the song we're gonna listen to. All right.
Once in a while, uh, a song will jump out at me as being, um, uh, the word profound is too big, mm. but, but the same sentiment applies. A song that you listen to and you go, wow, that's a really simple song that goes much deeper when you start thinking about it and analyzing and, it. And maybe listening to it over and over. Uh, it's funny you say that because I, I, my immediate thought was, I really need to listen to this a second time. Yeah, because it's contemplative a little yes. bit, right? Okay. Yes. Uh, and and the, what kills me about this song the most is I know this voice and yeah. I can't tell you who it is. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's one of those Yacht Rock radio songs where you know their top 10 hit uh, from that era. And it is Yacht Rock, am I right? Do you know the phrase Yacht Rock? Uh, no, I don't. So, um, Sailing... Educate. Takes oh. me away. That whole soft FM. That's sticks, uh, right? Rock. Is it sticks? Uh, sailing? No. Um, oh, that's Christopher Cross. Cross right? Yeah. Um, don't ever listen to him sing that song live. By the way, <laughs> like, don't ever listen to him sing any song live. You want to? Oh know, my gosh! Do you know what happened to him? Uh, he started singing and people stopped coming. No, no. He actually converted to Christianity, started a Christian music label, and screwed a bunch of people out of their. Um, out of their like royalties for their songs. It's a really funny story. After going, so the Christian yes. artists yes. that he brought on board yes. said, we're going to do this and we're going to make God proud. Yes. And he took all their money. Yes. That's not cool. It's awesome, yeah. It's because um, he can't sing But live. that's like Christopher Cross, um, all those, that FM soft rock thing that was big in the 70s. Oh, it's called- so Styx did Lady. Yes. Lady. Yes. You love that song. Well, yeah, that's okay. You know, those are the, they're all called considered yacht rock now. Yeah. By the millennials. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and this is would fall in that same genre. And okay. then when you tell me who does, I'm going to be angry because oh, yeah, I know are. who it is. Yeah, you absolutely uh, are. But the couple things about this song for you tell me more about sure. it. Sure. Um, the metaphor of I took a boat on Sunday um, being about the recent past mm-hmm. um, and that being a metaphor for a change in someone's relationship. And now we're going to stay on the ocean. And that being like this is the rest of our lives. Loved that metaphor. I mean, you know me. I'm a lyrics guy. I loved the metaphor there. Um, even though it's, some of it's a little bit uh, trite and cheesy with like turn a lot of pages, um, that reference of I took a boat on Sunday is just so, so good to me. And, and it fills all the boxes, ticks all the boxes for me. Um, I wanted to share the one line that I've always, this whole song is hinged on. Okay. It's the first line in the second stanza. i trying to decipher this lyrically. And, 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 you know, separate as it should be. I did all that. You are the reason I was born. That has always just grabbed me hmm. by the shoulders and brought me in. Hmm. I love that line. Yeah. It's so simply sung. And how, how many of us can relate to that one line, right? You know, the other thing that stood out for me for in this song too was the production value. Mm. The, first of all, the, the the piano is just so oh. beautifully recorded. When it's it hits be the concert. deep notes, oh it is God. so big. But you can't hear it very well unless you listen sharp, or listen really listen to it. There's a, a keyboard pad behind the, the piano. And when this song came out, when I would imagine, my guess is it came out about 70, between 76 and 78 is my guess. Maybe as late as 80, but probably not. Um, but when that came out, the only way they would have done that is to have recorded that separately. It wouldn't have been like today when you see some dude with a keyboard and it sounds like a concert grand and there's some weird keyboard part behind it, which is fascinating. And then the double, lyric, the double vocals 
um, in the last two stanzas of the song where it's almost like there's a it's a reverb but it's it's almost like he's singing the song twice like he had to sing all the lyrics twice uh, it just it was everything I love about that era's music production and it's so well produced all right let's Tell pull me back the curtain 1977 oh so I was on track yes you were which easy enough even in the quietest moments is the name of the album okay uh this is the first cut off that album. Really? No. All right. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to start with the, the, the words. Anyway, we don't have to. We all know the song. Yeah. So that's Super Tramp. Okay. All right. Uh, also, one of my favorite songs. I've loved Super Tramp. This is not a song. A lot of people know this is a song I know very well because um, I played this for a for a wedding or a reception because it was somebody's favorite song. So I learned it. This is like thirty years ago or longer, and it just grew on me. Now it's it's Shelley's favorite song because it was her dad's favorite song. Wow! And listening to it over and over, you hear. The nuances of some of the chords. These one little oh, note changes. Yes. And I cannot. I've got a baby ground at home. Yeah. I cannot mimic the deepness, the richness oh. of that piano. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I do my best. I get as low as I can get. <clears throat> it is so fun to play. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, the, the, the solo is not that difficult. No. And once you learn the solo, now you can embellish on that to make it your own. But I'll tell you, this song is so fun. I'm going to read you a few things because doing research, um, I found an interview that they did with um, some music writer back when they were about to release this album. <clears throat> so the question was, how about Downstream? Ah, crap. I just told you the name of it. It's, oh. So how about Downstream? He said, it was played and recorded by Rick Davies in one take. Wow. One take. And, and he said, at one point, the horn player, John uh, Hallowell, said, it may not even be called Downstream. This is before they even released the album. We're not even sure it's going to be called Downstream. We may call it. Took about Sunday. We're not sure. Wow. But now it's Downstream, right? Yeah. So Rick Davies, who was the singer-songwriter on this, said, it's about the sea rather than a stream. Mm-hmm. The actual song is old. <coughs> Sorry. But the lyrics are new. It's just me and the piano. It was done in one take. Piano and voice together. Hmm. We're going to put a lot of harmony. This is, this is funny. We're going to put a lot of harmony vocals creeping up towards the end of the song. It's quite a step for us not to fiddle around with things for months on end. I don't think they did that. I don't think so. And I think they would have been stupid. This is where a producer becomes so important. Well, uh, we think so, right? Yeah, because somebody <laughs> somewhere said, you're an idiot if you think you're going to fill this with a bunch of like harmonies and everything else. Keep it stripped down. Keep it stripped down. Yes. Keep it innocent. Yes. Right? And and so this is really different than super, for Super Tramp. Yeah. There are like theatrics and just all sorts of stuff. Um, the drummer said, it's my favorite song on the entire album. Because it's so personal. Because he didn't have to play? Well, <laughs> still got paid for it. <laughs> because it's so personal and so pure. I love it when Rick, who's Rick Davies, just works with the piano 
what the song is saying and the way he puts it out really floors me every time I hear it. Mm. And I can't disagree with that. No, not at all. It was it was a, <clears throat> one of those songs. It is one of those songs that I'm really surprised they never released as a single. Because it's, uh, and A, I'm surprised it didn't get released as a single. And B, to make that the first song on No, it wasn't. Give a Little Bit was the first song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was not the first song. I'm like, to open with that? That's crazy. It was the fourth song, though. Okay, that's about right. Because the first three songs are upbeat. Fourth song is your ballad. Well, actually, even in the quietest moments, the title track of the album Hmm. was third song, really pretty soft. Wow. Yeah, if you've heard that song. And then Roger Hodson, who is the guy most people know. It's Davies and Hodgson. He... What stepped outside the box a little bit. He's like, Downstream is, of course, a love song by Rick. He just got married, so, you know, the song's probably about his wife. <laughs> so the name of the song is Took a Boat on Sunday? No, it's Downstream. Okay. Yeah, it's Downstream. Oh. And so, and I'm not joking, this is one of Shelley's very favorite songs. That's that awesome. I play on the piano. That's awesome. And, I, and, and so this song, actually, when I end it... <clears throat> goes into a boogie-woogie that I've played since I was like 15 years old. That's your wife pawn in. It is. Oh, man, that's such a great song. Phil, thank you for sharing. Uh, one of the greatest songs I've never heard. Tell us where people can find out more uh, about us. Well, I'm going to tell you. So uh, Spotify, I've created a playlist that's called The Greatest Songs You Never Heard. So you, two things should come up if you put it in The Greatest Songs You Never Heard. One is the podcast and one is the playlist. And I am trying to put in order any of the songs that are actually available on Spotify, which is probably 90 to 95%. Yeah, I'll pull out a few obscure ones that aren't available. Yeah, and, and I think I've done that already, too, yeah. with the Christmas tune. <clears throat> so we will have those, um, you know, from time to time. But but most of the songs will be in there in order. And you can just start, play right through it, or shuffle them up. Those that you don't like, like maybe my songs, you just skip through the next one to... One of Chris's songs because he's got the greatest, or maybe uh, not greatest. But um, anyway, the greatest song you never heard um, playlist. And then we're on uh, Twitter, the G S Y N H podcast, Facebook, the greatest song you never heard, and the greatest song you never heard dot com. Because um, we're not dot net or dot org. That's true. That's true. And it could be dot music. It could be. It could be dot amazing actually. If we wanted to pay like eight That's million dollars for a true domain name. And with that, we'll see you, hear you, and feel you next time. Oh, there we go. Let's touch all the hot buttons. On the greatest song (laughs) you've never heard podcast. Uh